Welcome to The Step, a podcast for and about unstoppable women. I'm your host, comedian Ego Wodem. This season, we're celebrating those women who boldly take up space and relentlessly push forward in pursuit of their dreams. This episode of The Step by Pop Sugar is presented by Sorel Footwear. When you were 17, what kind of plans were you making? When A Wrinkle in Time came out, I saw the impact that it made on little girls and and young girls would come up to me and say, thank you for allowing me to see myself save the world. And and Mm. that's when I knew this was something that I not only wanted to do forever, but that I had to do forever. That's the voice of actress Storm Reid. At only 17, she is already known for her roles in 12 Years a Slave, A Wrinkle in Time, When They See Us, and HBO's Euphoria. She has no plans of stopping now either. She's been nominated for awards, has her own production company, and is about to go off to college. But before that, you'll catch her alongside the likes of Idris Elba and Margot Robbie in James Gunn's Suicide Squad this summer. Storm also uses her platform to push for social change and embraces being a, quote, artivist. Storm, welcome to The Step. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are excited to have you. Thank you for being here, truly. This season, we've been kicking off every one of our episodes by asking our guests this question. So I'm going to toss it to you. Okay. And that is, what's one quote, mantra, or piece of advice you find yourself constantly going back to? Oh, wow. Um, Miss Oprah told me, don't waste energy on things that you can't change in life when you could be using that energy on something else positive in your life. So I have thought about that a lot since she she's she poured that into me and it really has shifted my perspective on the things that you put out in the world and, and the things that you put energy into. So I, I'm super grateful for that piece of advice. And I think it's something that has has shifted me as a young woman growing up in the world. Oh, I love that advice too. And I love that you got that directly from her. Yes. It's easy to lose sight of of things and get caught up in minutia and things that maybe aren't as important or impactful. It's really easy to do right. that. It's very human, but having that wisdom and guidance to fall back on and remind yourself to keep in perspective the things you want to focus on is really good. I'm taking that with me, Storm, if you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) Okay, Storm. All right, we're going to get into these questions. First things first, we're going to take it back way back when. Uh When did you know you wanted to be an actress? Oh, wow. Okay. So I started acting when I was three. The talks of acting or like being in the industry, that was never uh, something that was talked about in my household. Um, So I went up to my mom at three and I said, I want to be on TV and I want to be a superstar. (laughs) A superstar. Um, Yes. So (laughs) she she thought like, okay, if you're three years old and and you're saying what you want to do for the rest of your life, then I have to listen and and we have to give it a try. And I've been doing it ever since. So I, Mm. I... truly believe it's something that I I was put on the earth to do. I love that your mother took your passion and your desire seriously when you were that age, because I don't think that's always the case. So I'm I'm glad she did, obviously, and it all panned out and has worked out so beautifully. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super thankful for her. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so when you were um, three and you had said you want to be on TV and you want to be a superstar. Uh-huh. Um, how did you guys go about pursuing this? Were you in a plays or were you um, 
doing commercials. So my mom got a disposable camera and took some pictures of me in the backyard and then sent them to a few local agencies in Atlanta. And then I think about a month from then, I had like booked a few print jobs and then I started doing commercials and now we're here. (laughs) We're here. So some stuff in between, some pretty cool stuff in between. But I love that. I love that 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 panned out. When you said uh, about a month later, I started booking. I'm like, she's got it. She had it. She always had it. So I love to hear that. And now you're going to be going to college soon, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. What are you planning on majoring in? I am majoring in its Bachelor of Arts in the the School of Dramatic Arts. Okay, <laughs> um, okay, and, okay. Yeah, and then um, I plan to minor in African-American history. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Mm-hmm. A well-rounded yeah. student. Have Thank you always you. been interested in African-American history? Did you know you'd want to made minor in that? No, I mean, <laughs> that wasn't always the plan. Mm-hmm. But, of course, being in school, public school and homeschool, as I got older, I saw the lack of our history being taught. Mm-hmm. And when you are in a movie like 12 Years a Slave and your mom asks you, do you know what slavery is? Mm-hmm. And she automatically thinks I'm going to say yes, because she thinks this is what's being taught in the curriculum. And I say no. Right. Then that's when you realize that, OK, you have to do research on your own and you have to mm-hmm. try to teach yourself on your own. So to now be a upcoming student in college and having the resources to be able to take a deep dive in our history and and learn more about our beautiful lineage of people and ancestors, Mm -hmm. uh, I think is very important and a blessing. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. It's really great that you have the wherewithal now to know that that's something you want to learn more about and be well-versed and educated in. So Thank you. Go, girl. Um, of course. And what what do you like to do when you're not working on set? Oh, man. Um, I like to just be around the people I love, my friends, mm. my family. I love to cook. Um, so Ooh. I'm always like in the kitchen, baking, cooking, cooking with my mom and my siblings. Okay. And then I, I also like to spend time with myself and just like lay in bed when I can. I mean, that's rare, but <laughs> lay in bed and, and not answer text messages and phone calls and emails and just mm-hmm. really take time for myself because I feel like, like I said, it, it is rare for me to just be stationary and not being pulled in so many different directions. So when I do have the time to take time for myself, whether that is staying home all day or, or going out and eating food with my friends or being with my family, I take full advantage of that because it, it's important that we take care of our bodies and our minds as as well, right. even though we're doing these really cool things in the world. Yeah, that is such wonderful perspective. And I have to ask you, you mentioned rest a little bit ago, and now you've mentioned again and taking that time to yourself and laying down and while rare, important. Where did you get that perspective? Because I, I feel like when I was your age, I was go, 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 always got to go, always got to be productive. And I wish I'd had the perspective you have. Well, how do you think you came to realize it was so important? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's something that I learned over the last year in mm-hmm. midst of being in the pandemic, mm-hmm. because before that, I was, again, being pulled in many different directions and always traveling and 
in last year, I realized like, wow, this is my first time being home this mm. long in a very long time and in, in like yeah. over two years. Right. And even though I was still able to work and work on my production company stuff and brand stuff, I don't think I would know what rest was if mm. we didn't go through the events that we did. Mm-hmm. It was sort of forced rest for so yes. many of us. And right. yeah, while a challenging and certainly painful period mm-hmm. for many Absolutely. people, the rest, it was like, you're going to have to be still, whether you like it or not. <laughs> or not. Yeah. Or not. You're going to have to be. And even if it's not totally still, like a lot stiller than you normally are, you know? Exactly. Um, right. And you've got Suicide Squad coming out this summer. You're yes. one of Maybelline's newest global spokesmodels, which is uh-huh. incredible. But <laughs> what a, you are busy, girl. <laughs> you are busy. <laughs> How do you um, prioritize your mental health when you're working as much as you do? Yeah, I mean, I think that is also something that I'm trying to learn and define because it can be so many different things for so many different people. But I think that really ties back into, for me, just taking those moments for myself. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. I'm just a 17-year-old girl mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't have to have it all figured out and I don't yeah. have it figured out, even though a lot of people think that I do. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. And I find yeah. power in that and I find beauty in, in knowing that I have, I have mistakes to make and mm-hmm. room to grow. I think that all couples into what mental health is for me. And mm-hmm. of course, uh, like you mentioned with Maybelline, um, I'm so proud to be a part of that brand because not only is it iconic, but they have their Brave Together initiative, which is an initiative just for mental health for their consumers Mm. and resources and and support and and tips and tricks on how you can just really express yourself. And I find it so beautiful to have that conversation together rather than you feeling alone. So it's always going to be a space of learning for me, but I'm willing to do the work and be a listening and helping ear. Right. I love that storm. You have such a well-rounded view on where you are in life and, um, and, and the fact that at 17 years old, you're allowed to be figuring it out and not have all the answers. And there's something powerful about that level of awareness. So I applaud you. Thank you. That's really remarkable. (laughs) Now you're 17 when you were three, you told your mother you wanted to be a, on TV. Uh-huh. So all these years later, would you say you are in your dream job? Because I know sometimes we pursue things, right? And then mm-hmm. we find out, we find out like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I maybe don't love it as much as I thought I would. Would you call this your dream job? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because okay. I, I feel like I get to do so much more than just act, mm-hmm. which I is always going to be my first love. And I love to be able to step in character shoes and, and become them and, and tell stories that haven't been told before. But now I have the platform and the opportunity to produce and give others opportunities and, and tell multicultural and multifaceted stories. And above all else, I get to inspire and, and I really saw the trajectory of my 
career change in my eyes when A Wrinkle in Time came out. And Mm. I saw the impact that it made on little girls and and young girls would come up to me and and say, thank you for allowing me to see myself save the world. And and Mm. that's when I knew this was something that I not only wanted to do forever, but that I had to do forever because now my career is bigger than myself. I'm not doing Mm. it just to make my, my dreams come true. I'm doing it for all the girls out there and all the young boys out there that find inspiration and empowerment in the things that we put out into the world. So mm. this for sure is my my dream job. <laughs> I love that. That's the best. What a, what a wonderful feeling when it does pan out in that sense where you have hopes for something and that thing exceeds your expectations. Even it sounds like it grew and it's it's, as you said, so much bigger than you now. And You've expressed your desire to inspire and impact people with your work, which makes me wonder, do you have a role you would really like to play where you think you'd be able to do that even more than you have at this point? Oh, man. I mean, of course, I'd love to be a superhero one day, (laughs) Um, but I don't really try to put limits on the roles that I'd like to play. You may do a role and it be more impactful than you thought it was going to be. So, so I I can't really put my finger on it. I know that I I do have some roles and some people that I do want to play, but you just never know what's, what somebody's going to grab onto. And and I can't wait to see what that is. I like, yes, you sound, you've embraced the uncertainty of life and have been, sounds like open to the possibilities in a way that I think is so, so important and allow you to impact as many people as you hope to, if not more, and also be true to yourself and your mission. So that's great. And you said last Thank year that you. you were an artivist and not an activist, mm-hmm. right? What did you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, I don't call myself an activist because I am not. And I am surrounded by activists and, and organizers and people who dedicate their lives to making a change. And I think it would be selfish of me to call myself an activist because I am not on the ground and I am not doing the organizing. And I feel like activists are very special people and people who I get to learn from. Um, but mm-hmm. I do feel like you can use activism in your art, whatever that art form may be. And I feel more comfortable with calling myself an artivist Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a way because I am trying to make a change through the projects I choose to be a part of. But activism and artivism, I feel like intersect and go hand Mm -hmm. in hand. So Mm -hmm. um, I am so grateful to be a part of projects like Euphoria or like A Wrinkle in Time or like When They See Us that have those messages and have those things that are impactful and important to our world and and telling stories that haven't been told or haven't been told in the right light. So Mm -hmm. I feel like as creators, as artists, we have the platform and the opportunity to say things and Mm. um, to not say anything at all is doing us as artists and doing the world a disservice. So I am I'm with you there. And I really do admire that you have found a, a term to embrace that rings true to you and what you're hoping to do while still honoring activists, right? And leaving room for perhaps the reality that the way they approach service is different. That's really great that you have found something that 
suits you and feels true to what you are trying to achieve. And you mentioned so much about impact and wanting to be purposeful in your work and have young girls and young boys see you and be inspired. Does any particular story come to mind of a young boy or a young girl sharing with you just how your work has impacted them? Oh, man. I mean, I feel like there's There's so many. Mm -hmm. But I think it was those first few moments that I would have with young people. I mentioned this earlier when they would say, thank you for allowing myself see myself save the world. Um, Yeah, I, I think those were the most important and impactful moments for me because those were the very first moments where, again, I realized that I was I was doing something uh, beyond myself. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think as a what a 14 year old girl being able to know that I was inspiring young people is something that is surreal to this day. Yeah, that is really remarkable to when you're 14 years old and to hear that from people younger than you and to yeah. think if you have that <laughs> sort of impact at 14 years old as you progress in your career and you become older and wiser just how much you'll be able to impact people. It's kind of mind-blowing to think about, really. Right. We're going to do a quick message from our sponsor and be right back with some rapid-fire questions. Your shoes tell a story about not only who you are, but where you're heading. Because of that, your footwear should be as bold as you are. That's why Sorel Footwear has designed shoes that define and defy the trends. From classic and sporty sandals to wear-all-week wedges and platforms, these shoes level up your look, literally. We've been doing this in every episode. We're going to play a little okay. game. Um, cool. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Are you? Do you like games? <laughs> I do. I do love games. <laughs> okay, good, good. This one is low stakes, low pressure. There's okay. really no way to lose. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a few of this or that style questions. I do not want you to think when you're answering. So when I throw the question at you, just answer. Whatever comes okay. to mind first. Okay. Side part or middle part? Side part. Okay. Now, can you tell me, why? because I feel like the young people are all about the middle part. Can you <laughs> explain know. to me? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, I love, I love both. I love a good okay. middle part. I'm rocking a middle part right now, but I think okay. I've always rocked a side part a little bit more. So I think okay. just going back to my roots, uh, it's okay. always going to be the, the, the side part. <laughs> okay. I like that. I can't be mad at that. Okay. Next one is Superman or Batman? Batman. Okay. And partial to Batman because? Um, I mean, I think I've grown up uh, watching superhero movies because of my brother, but I think mm-hmm. he loved Batman growing up. So I think it's just something that I've taken a uh, liking to as well. Um, <laughs> okay. And I, I love my brother and I think everything that he thinks and says and does is super duper cool. Um, oh. So I'm just like, whatever, he, whatever Josh says, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that relationship. I feel like um, some of the things that I love so much are things I adopted from my brothers as well. I have two older brothers Uh and one of them I'm very obsessed with Jay-Z and one of them it's his doing. He implanted that in me at a young age (laughs) and now I'm like, yeah, it's all Jay-Z. So I get that. I get that. Okay. In feed post or Instagram story. Ooh. Don't think. Um, 
Oh, don't, don't think, don't think. Okay, in feed, in feed, in okay, feed. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right, why? And that sounded like it was a tough one, though. And it I, was. I got it up in a fire. I okay. know. I mean, with my Insta story, I love to like repost other people's posts and, and mm-hmm. hype them up and, mm-hmm. and be able to like highlight them in, in my stories, which I find so cool. But um, I think in feed is where we get to express ourselves uh, the most and we mm-hmm. get to connect with our supporters the most. So I, I would have mm-hmm. to say in feed. I like that. I feel like so many people, I don't know, I haven't polled a ton of people, but I wasn't sure what you were going to say to that one because I do feel like so many people love an Instagram story. And like you said, also beneficial and useful in its own right. But right. I like that you went with in feed, like old school in feed. Yes. <laughs> old school as far as Instagram goes. Okay. Right. Next one is wedges or stilettos. Stilettos. Oh, okay. Okay. Come on. She said, I don't need support. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're both great, but I just mm-hmm. feel like a stiletto or like a heel is just mm-hmm. a little bit more flattering on the foot. Yes, mm-hmm. it's more painful, mm-hmm. um, but you know, the things that we do for beauty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do I ever? Do I ever? Okay. Last one is morning run or evening run? Evening run. All right. Yeah. And I would have to say that because, like, I. I'm not a morning person, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm an evening person either. I probably am like in between like the mm-hmm. afternoon. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, if I had to choose like for me to be like active, I, I would have to say probably evening. Okay. I like yeah. that she said I'm a daytime. <laughs> just, just yeah, catch after- me in the afternoon. All right. She's like, what's the average of the morning and the evening? Afternoon. Right. I like that though. I'm not the biggest morning person either. So it's good. I work on a nighttime show. Like exactly. this afternoon feels like my morning a little bit. So Right. Um, like I'll get up in the morning and I'll mm-hmm. have energy and I'll like mm-hmm. be happy um (laughs) when I have to be but like if it's like a Saturday and people are just like waking up early just to wake up I'm like no like sleep in it's (laughs) it's, you gotta enjoy yourself you gotta rest yes I like that you know the importance of rest um yes that's that's good (laughs) and what role I mean you touched on this a bit already but I'm curious if you have anything else to say about what role you think the arts and entertainment industry has to play in bringing about social change? Like how responsible you feel the arts and entertainment industry might be in that regard? Yeah, I I, I keep on saying impactful, but I I think that's the word of the day is (laughs) just be impactful. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can do that in so many different ways. And and there's people in Hollywood that are are doing it beautifully. Um, But I think we also have a long ways to go because it shouldn't be a thing of, oh, we have to add this just to make people feel better or, or, or make them feel like we did our jobs. Like, no, we should be talking about these things and and giving these people opportunities just because we want to, and it's the right thing to do. So when Mm -hmm. you put something out in the world, it's going to be there for forever. So Mm -hmm. uh, you got to make sure that it's something good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially now, you know, right. And you mentioned being a consumer as well of media and entertainment and arts. And I think sometimes people tend to forget that entertainers themselves are also consumers of entertainment. I'm curious, 
if you can remember the first time you saw a performance piece of art that moved you, maybe you felt inspired by? Yeah, I mean, I find inspiration in everything that I I watch or put my hands on or, or scroll through Instagram. Mm-hmm. But my first memory of watching television and feeling so inspired was when I saw Z or Zendaya on Shake It Up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And I, I felt hope and I felt that drive of like, oh yes, there's a young girl on television that looks like me. Mm. So I, I always think about that moment and to now be able to like work with her and have those full circle moments is, is mm. very surreal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to see what her career has morphed into and, and the impact that she makes and the inspiration that she pours into the world, whether she means to or not, she just does. Right. So I firmly believe that she was one of the very many reasons I am where I am today. Right. And what is so cool, like you said, the full circle moment, getting to play her sister on mm-hmm. on Euphoria. How amazing. Yes. I'm so glad you <laughs> shared that because I, I, I can only imagine. I mean, I'm hearing that and I'm processing it like that is really remarkable that that's the first, <laughs> one, one of your first memories of being inspired. And now you get to work alongside this person who is yes. changing the game and inspiring so many people above and beyond, perhaps even her own expectations. Right. Um, And now, do you think that there is a lot of pressure on Gen Z to change the world? Ooh, a lot of pressure for us to change the world. So, I mean, I can't speak for my entire generation, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I, I know that we are using our voices and, and we are trying to create change in this world, whether people are listening or not. So it's hard when when you feel like you have to say these things or do these things when we are just kids. And, and mm-hmm. it feels like we have been forced to grow up mm-hmm. a little faster than mm-hmm. past generations. Um just with what's going on in the world and just living in the age of social media, we have everything at our fingertips. But I think that we are the most culturally diverse, accepting generation that there ever has been. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think we are doing the best that we can. and, And I'm proud to be a part of Gen Z. And I can't wait to see what we continue to do in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Also know and realize that we're not going to do everything right. We're not mm-hmm. going to be perfect. We are going to make mistakes. We're not going to say all the smartest things. Right. Um, and and again, I find power and beauty in that. Yeah. And that's great. And to, rather than have it feel restrictive or like some sort of negative pressure to frame it in that way. And you mentioned like your generation is... I'm part of this too. Like on social media, we have access to so much information and you want to be part of important conversations and you do want to help change the world if you can and want to do the best you can while leaving room to make mistakes Mm -hmm. and not always get it right. Do you more specifically feel the pressure to post on social media about social issues and to speak on everyone that you become aware of? No. 
Okay. No, I don't. I post about things that I, one, genuinely care about. And if I don't post about it, that doesn't mean I don't care about it. But there mm-hmm. are so many beautiful, brilliant people around me that are that are sharing information already. Mm-hmm. And, and most times I'm in the space of learning and trying to get information. Mm-hmm. So that's why people don't see me posting about everything that happens in the world. And it's not because I don't care. Um, But I think it's more impactful for me to get all the right information and have conversations at home Mm -hmm. and with my friends and my family, rather than posting on social media and misleading some, somebody by me not having all of the correct information, then I could be hurting somebody. So Mm -hmm. I, I am very selective with what I post about in what I say, mm-hmm. you have to know that this goes beyond social media. Like this is something right. that is really happening in the world, happening to people. And just because it isn't happening to you directly, that doesn't mean you shouldn't care about it. But it's important that you are very intentional with what you put out into the world. Right. I like to think that everyone has their part, right? And so- right. Everyone can't be an expert on everything. And so when you expressed being thoughtful about what you do put out into the world and educating yourself, that is those things I do think are just as important sometimes. And again, everyone has has their role and their way of navigating social media and what they put out in the world. And maybe there's things people do. I think sometimes with social media, people do forget sometimes that people are doing work offline as well. So like remembering that the work is everywhere and it's all the Mm -hmm. work from the learning to the being thoughtful to the posting when it feels true to you. Now you mentioned that in the pandemic, you kind of slowed down, started resting, maybe putting your phone away, not answering texts and emails, taking time to yourself. Is there anything else you started doing in the last year that you're hoping to keep doing in the new post-pandemic world? I mean, I think it's just, again, trying to find that balance of rest with now going back to work Mm -hmm. when you are being pulled in so many different directions. And when there are so many things going on, you can tend to forget that you need to rest. So I just hope I can continue to maintain that self-care and and that rest as much as possible, no matter what's going on in my life. I hope that for all of us, truly. (laughs) Yes. I think we we would all be so much better off and society would be better off if we put a little priority on that and really emphasized the value of self-care. Right. So of course, we aim to empower women. This this podcast is for unstoppable women. Yes. You are on fire, if you ask me. Um, You you really are. So I imagine though it hasn't all been easy and straightforward and everything wasn't sort of like when you were three, you booked a commercial a month later and it hasn't been just this smooth sailing process because nothing worth doing, I think, is that easy. But Mm -hmm. could you tell us about a time you were told no and how you pushed forward anyway? Oh, yes. I mean, okay. I've I've heard a lot more no's than yeses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, it's something that you have to get used to. 
I think it really helped me. There was projects that I wanted, whether that be TV shows or movies and something that I'd be super duper excited about, but I, I just wouldn't get the role, whether whatever the case was. And I mean, it was hard at first, especially when I was younger, because you just mm-hmm. don't understand. You're like, I've tried my best. Like, why? Mm-hmm. And it feels personal. Got- <laughs> yes. Why haven't I got this opportunity? But um, my mom is a, a firm believer in instilling in us many things, mm-hmm. but she always told us that what is for you is for you and it's not going to miss you. Mm. And if it's not for you, that means it was somebody else's blessing and you have to celebrate them Mm -hmm. because you would want them to celebrate your win. So I think that's what helped me the most when it came to being told no or, or not getting an opportunity that you really want. Mm-hmm. I, I was once a guest on this podcast as opposed to hosting. Uh-huh. And I, I feel like I had said something similarly about, yeah, in our industry, you are told no so often. It kind of becomes like, yep, used to it. That's fine. But also yeah, you're it's not like down second to- nature. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, somebody said yes. <laughs> right. But it's not to live in a state of pessimism. But like you said, just knowing what is for you is for you will not miss you. Yes. And I liked to, I used to like to remind myself that there's enough to go around for everybody. So exactly. Yeah. So that is a matter of shifting your perspective, which is just also just an incredibly powerful life tool. And I know it can be really painful if you take it personally, but try not to take it personally, I feel. Right. Is there a role that you've played to date that has taught you about the person you are or the person you want to be? Oh, man. Has there been a role that has taught me about the person I am or the person I want to be? I'm I'm always learning from, from who I play and in the shoes that I step in. I don't think I could say a specific characters or a specific project that I've been a part of. But I think all of the things I've been a part of have shaped me into the human that I am, mm-hmm. um, whether that be Meg in A Wrinkle in Time or Emily in 12 Years a Slave or Gia in Euphoria. All of the characters I play are going through their own situations and in their own right and mm-hmm. they're learning and they're growing and they're coming of age and they have difficulties and they have flaws. But I think that's what makes them beautiful and that's what makes them human. So to Mm -hmm. be able to just have the privilege to portray them and tell their stories has helped me find myself Mm. and and helped me define who Storm is as a human and not as an actress. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I do think that as a young person, sometimes our experiences can be so limited But there's real beauty in the fact that you have been able to embody so many characters who have such a wealth of experience. Your awareness that there's so much to draw from each of those experiences and each of those roles and those characters is really fantastic. What would you say to a young girl who is trying to find her purpose? I would say take it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. Don't conform. Don't feel pressured by anything or anyone around you. You have to make yourself happy Um, and take up space, like take Mm -hmm. up all the space, like go into the room and be that light and make people's heads turn. And Mm -hmm. you you don't have to do it in a way of of being cocky or having an ego, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's okay to take up space and it's okay to let people know that you're here and you're here to stay and you're in this room for a purpose and a reason. 
and know that you are worthy of being seen and being heard and being loved. And it's not always going to be easy and you're always not going to feel the best and you're not always going to not doubt yourself because there, mm-hmm. there will be doubts. Um, but know that you should try to combat being perfect at all costs. You should want to be perfectly imperfect mm-hmm. and all the other pieces will fall where they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To all the young girls, I would say rewind that back, get a pen, pencil, (laughs) open the notes up on your phone because Miss Storm is dropping gems over here. (laughs) That is such sound advice. Uh, Advice I hoped to have heard when I was a young girl. Um, So thank you for sharing that with us. Now, our final question for you is Mm -hmm. what inspires you to constantly push yourself to reach new heights? Oh, wow. (laughs) I would really say, and it might sound cliche, but like there's just so much more that I want to (laughs) do and and so much more impact that I I want to make. And there's goals and dreams that I have. So I I think about that every day and I'm like, oh, you still have lots of work to do. And I think Mm -hmm. it all just really goes back to what I was saying earlier in the conversation I'm not mm-hmm. just doing this for me and to make mm-hmm. my dreams come true. I'm, I'm I'm doing this for the people who support me and look to me for inspiration and hope. Mm-hmm. I still have more of that to put out in the world. So I think that's what really pushes me. And I hope that I continue to be a change maker within mm-hmm. that in any way possible. I just know it's going to be special. You've got <laughs> you've got such fantastic, empowering perspective. And I thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Of course. Thank you. Thank you, Storm, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Step by Pop Sugar. A huge shout out to Sorrel making powerful footwear for powerful people. You can find the Step by Pop Sugar at popsugar.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, share with your friends, and tune in next week. This episode of the Step by Pop Sugar is presented by Sorel, powerful footwear for unstoppable individuals.